Welcome to Franchise Voice, the podcast from the International Franchise Association, with your hosts, IFA's Bill Meyerland, and I'm Jack Munson. Today it's a bit different, with two interviews recorded at the International Franchise Expo in New York City. We'll hear from IFA Chair and First Service Brand CEO, Charlie Chase, in just a few minutes. But first, let's catch up with the CEO of the International Franchise Association, Matt Haller. Kind of a different setting for the Franchise Voice podcast. This time we are live at the International Franchise Expo at the Javits Center in Midtown Manhattan with the CEO of the IFA, Matt Haller. Hey, Matt, how are you? Jack, hello. Good to be with you. Good to be back here. Good to be back in New York. Um, Pretty good crowd here already for the second day of the IFE 2022. Yeah. uh, Yesterday morning, uh, Tom Portizi of MFV Exposition said that it was like a return to pre-COVID numbers at yeah. the ribbon cutting. And uh, <laughs> I think that's something that's a positive indicator for everybody in franchising. And I think they're expecting about 8,400 people uh, from a pre-registration standpoint to come through here. And, you know, we'll see what else happens. The weather is fantastic. So that always helps, too. Yeah, I'm never sure if the weather being good helps or hurts. But uh, I, well, getting I think... around Midtown in the rain <laughs> is no fun. Yeah, yeah, no one wants to go anywhere uh, in Midtown in the rain. So... Tell me a little bit about the IFA's partnership with the International Franchise Expo and MFV. Yeah, so we're the official show sponsor. Um, We uh, work with MFV, who puts on the show, and their team sells uh, the booths. Now, anybody that's an IFA member, uh, so we have about 250 brands exhibiting here at the expo this weekend. Uh, Anybody who's an IFA member receives a discount on their uh, booth registration. Uh, so that's sort of on the on the revenue side of things and how we partner uh, with MFV and incentivize membership in the organization. But you know, the thing we're doing increasingly uh, this year, not just at this show, but at the other expos, is the content and education that's taking place off the show floor. So there's content and education for really everybody across the franchising spectrum. You've got um, learning and, expect- and experiences for uh, people that are thinking about starting uh, to become a new franchisor or an early stage uh, emerging franchisor. Uh, there's sort of franchising 101 content for the opportunity seekers that are here um, and are coming to explore franchise opportunities. We're teaching them you know, what to expect, what, what to look for in a, a franchise journey. Uh, and then there's you know, content and education for existing franchisees as well. So uh, many of those educational sessions uh, can be taken uh, for people in franchising who are getting their CFE, their Certified Franchise Executive Certification, and that is something new and something we'll continue to expand upon at this and uh, other uh, events in partnership with MFV and other partners that we have uh, across the event spectrum. Yeah, we're going to talk some more about events and some of the other partners and some educational opportunities for IFA members and other people in the franchise community in just a bit. But there will be more expos with MFV later this year. I believe we're going to be in Fort Lauderdale and also in Houston again. So, yes. Excellent. So uh, we will have more on that uh, in in a future date. Um, But as far as what's going on here and now, it feels like, you know, everybody's a little bit nervous about the economy and where things are going. But it still feels very positive in the franchise world that we're outpacing everything else happening in America right now. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that's, you know, kind of the whole 
benefit of the franchise model is you're you're more insulated from you know some of the other um, it, whether currently it's inflation labor market challenges than you know certainly a non-franchise independent business um, but yeah people are there's a different feel today than there was I think at the very beginning of the year uh, given what's happened uh, with the macro economy and you know the inflationary pressures around wages and construction and the supply chain issues and you know we're not immune from that so right. I am hearing that you know it's taking a little bit longer uh, for you know prospective franchisees you know to come to a decision particularly first-time franchisees that you know maybe putting you know a significant amount of savings or collateralizing a home or something like that you know to make that um, to make that transition into the franchise model so uh, I don't think there's an issue on leads I think there's more of an issue on you know, ultimately getting to the to the deal, and I think that's why it's important for people to be in person, because having that level of comfort with somebody you're going to do business with, like that, is the benefit of these shows um, and the in-person experience that you know we were all frankly missing uh, during COVID. The shows are yeah. not you know a panacea for you know everything else that you need to do from digital to um, you know leveraging broker networks and things like that uh, to help with your franchise development and lead pipeline, but um, it is something that uh, we, we're, we, we are seeing a little bit more of a slowdown um, than we were six, uh, nine months ago. But speaking of being in person, you've been in person with a lot of franchisees over the first half of this year with the, um, with the, uh, the, the on the road program and the open for opportunity campaign. Tell us about open for opportunity. Well, open for opportunity is all about telling the franchise story you know, outside of the franchise sector. So, you know, our members, like at shows like this, you know, they're trying to educate prospective franchisees about their specific investment opportunity. Um, you know, IFA's role is to educate uh, at a macro level. So educating policymakers so they understand how franchising is a good contributor to local communities, how franchising, you know, really helps support uh, veterans and uh has, franchising has great uh, diversity programs, uh, and franchising is good for workers. Uh, you know that's something that you know we've been challenged on uh, in in the public policy area for you know a long time, and those fights uh, continue. Um, but we really have a good story to tell, and open for opportunity is really a campaign and a vehicle to tell that uh, and tell it not just you know people like me that work at the association, but really get franchisees. Um, and brands and suppliers out there speaking with intentionality to external audiences, um, kind of an influencer audience of policymakers, the media, um, developing uh, other voices um, to contribute to carry our message. So, you know, diversity chambers of commerce and people in academia, those are the audiences we're trying to use and engage in positive franchise messaging, call it conditioning the environment for um, improving the policy framework that we're dealing with in franchising. Do you have cities in mind or lined up for the second half of the year for Open for Opportunity? Is, is that planned out so far? It is. So we'll be in California, Northern California and Sacramento and the Bay Area uh, later this month and putting together a two and a half day program uh, in both of those markets. Um, California you know, remains probably the most complex state to do business in for yeah. anybody, and franchising is no exception to that. I was just talking to a large franchisor uh, who told me, you know, they're not going to California anymore. Um, and, you know, I think if you're 
uh, in the state of California, you know, that's an unfortunate thing because, you know, your elected leaders have made it more difficult to do business in that state. And, you know, but for a lot of brands, you know, the market is too large to ignore. And, you know, the, the people in Sacramento need to understand, you know, the benefits of having a robust franchise sector um, who is comfortable coming and doing business in that state. So California's next. Um, after that, we'll be in both Maryland and Virginia, um, down in the kind of Tidewater, Hampton Roads, Richmond area for a veterans-focused uh, events. We'll be in the Baltimore area for um, some diversity-focused uh, events. And then as we get into the fall, we will be in uh, Nevada and uh, building a program in um, the Phoenix area around the expo that you mentioned uh, there. So yeah, it's an exciting campaign. Um, the roadshow is just one piece of it. Um, you can check out a lot of the content uh, at openforopportunity.org if you haven't. And you know we've developed some great partnerships with IFA members um, to help get their stories out. And those are uh, those are really impactful. It does blow my mind a little bit that a franchise brand has to consider: will we or will we not do business in California? You know, if if you think back 25 years ago, no one would have would have thought that in a million years. It's like California, let's go, right? Um, but it's not the California that we knew 25 years ago. No, there seems to be no limit, um, and this isn't just in franchising. This is more in the legislature. Yeah. Um, to, to what the the state is willing to consider, um, you know, putting you know into place to make it harder to do business under the guise of, you know, helping workers in, in this instance. But, you know, as I was mentioning just a minute ago, we have great data that you know, shows that franchising jobs are creating better wages, um, more, more benefits programs than um, businesses doing, um, businesses operating outside the franchise realm. And, you know, that's a really important story to tell. And, you know, we have to, we have to get that message across. One of the other events coming up this month, I can't believe it's only about two weeks away, um, probably the thing I'm looking most forward to this year is the all-new show that we're calling the FCXE, the Franchise Customer Experience Conference. Tell us a little bit about that and your partnership with Franchise Update. Yes. Uh, so there are too many events in franchising, I think yeah. everybody would agree with that. So this is really part of a a partnership strategy as well as a consolidation strategy for um, IFA and Franchise Update Media Group, who we've launched a 10-year partnership to jointly produce two events. So this uh, marketing customer experience conference in June, as well as a leadership and development conference uh, in Atlanta, which will take place uh, in October. Um, so FCXC is uh, a hybrid event where IFA used to operate a, a franchise operations conference and a franchise marketing and technology conference, and Franchise Update Media had a you know, existing marketing conference. We've consolidated those previous uh, three events into this one larger event. So there will be uh, tracks for each of those disciplines, and those disciplines are increasingly, you know, inside franchise organizations working or needing to work, you know, very closely together. So. That was based upon feedback from you know, a lot of franchisors that we talked to. Uh, and so we're building the event with, with that in mind, those integrated functions uh, and bringing those teams together, but also uh, tracks for um, those specific disciplines uh, as well. So it should be a great show, um, first of its kind. And I think right now we're you know, 
little bit over uh, 300 attendees, and you know things are looking really good for a, for a first event. What I really like about the concept of this show is just what you said about the three tracks, where it isn't just marketing people or just operations people. From one brand, you could bring you know, maybe the head of marketing and, and maybe also an operations person and whoever's in charge of technology or IT have all of those people attend together. Um, some of the sessions will be a little bit more focused to their specific discipline, but the keynote speakers and some of the general sessions are things that your team should probably attend together and, and maybe bring back to everybody else within the franchise system. So I love that concept. That's exactly what uh, our hope is, and it seems like the message is resonating within the, uh, the community. So we're excited about it, and you can get more information about it on the uh, IFA's website, franchise.org. Yeah. And uh, registration is still open. Uh, you can register for that show now at francxc.com. That's happening in Atlanta, Buckhead specifically, at the Intercontinental. June 20th through the 23rd. So again, registration and info at the IFA website and at francxc.com. Matt, thanks so much for joining us here in New York City, and uh, I guess I will see you next in Atlanta. Thanks, Jack. back at the International Franchise Expo 2022 at the Javits Center in New York City, chatting now with Charlie Chase. Charlie, how are you? I'm doing well, Jack. How are you today? I am great. Glad to see you here. I think this is your first IFE or, or maybe your first big expo event uh, as the chair of the IFA. It is, and it's the first big event I've been to in over three years. So, wow. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been great. Uh, the, the life in the building is wonderful. I think the exhibitors have done a great job of setting everything up for active uh, engagement, uh, and the people that come in seem to be, want to learn things about franchising, so yeah. that's great. Yeah, it's really interesting. We were just chatting about people learning about franchise systems, and as we were sitting here at the IFA booth, thanks guys for letting us use the booth, um, a gentleman walked in and said, where can I find ATAX? Right, and, and we knew and, where it was, and we knew where it was. So, uh, so obviously, he's done a little bit of homework. He didn't just wander in and start kicking tires. So, that is really good to see, um, Charlie. Before we talk about franchising and, and IFA stuff in general, uh, give us a little uh, uh, background on on your day job, one of your many full time jobs now uh, as as CEO. Tell me about the brand. Well, our our companies. It's a family of companies that's been uh, in. In, uh, engaged since the mid-90s. And as the CEO of a holding company of brands, you focus on long-term strategic thinking. And I feel it, like that I'm in a good spot when our brands have done the work to think about the future and are engaging on that work and in that work towards the future. And that's, that's principally my day job role. Okay. And with respect to a brand that I'm uh, spending more time with now, California Closets, it's actually getting them in a more comfortable position for the future. So I'm also the CEO of that brand as well. Got it. And it's in our portfolio of companies and it's a fabulous brand. The people in it are great. Our franchise operators are world class and it's, uh, it's inspiring to be closer to an operating brand than I have been for the last 10 years. And it's an interesting brand right now and, and I'm making a total assumption here, but I would assume your franchisees 
are crazy busy with people spending more time at home, putting more investment in their home, fixing things up and, and that sort of thing. Am I going down the right path? No, here? you are. And, and the, the beauty of uh, the, the, the difference today between somebody and their home or their house is that since March of 20, it's been their sanctuary. Yeah. And it's not a nesting concept. It's more of a sanctuarial concept. It's how to build a place that you can still be effective uh, and grow in, in, a, in your safe space while also engaging with what's going out in the real world. And for us, it's an awful lot about organization, uh, creating space for what belongs. And in our own brand, it's creating opportunities for people to, to grow. Excellent. What other trends are you seeing in franchising, whether it's with home services or other types of brands? You, you talk to probably more uh, franchisors and franchisees than, than anybody else in the industry these days. Franchising as a business model is one of those curious things that not everyone understands. When you think of a franchise, you probably think of McDonald's right off the bat. And then if I said the Dallas Cowboys, you'd say, oh, that's a franchise. Yeah, yeah. But the reality is franchising is a business distribution model. It's where somebody has a big idea and they want to distribute it with others as business. Uh, they're not partners, but distributing the business model in their home community. And franchising as a business model is very empowering in that mm. way. It allows an entrepreneur in their community to take a big idea from another community and distribute it and grow it on their own behalf for their own account in that community. And then franchising as a whole now is better recognized in their communities as giving back because we create a lot of jobs uh, in the food business. We're very concerned about food safety. And in other forms of business, we are very concerned about building our brands and delivering a consistent product. So I think across all of franchising, it's just about harnessing the power of this very, I refer to it as a, a democratic wealth distribution system. Because as somebody like you, Jack, you come up with an idea and you say, I'm going to do it all on my own, I'm going to use my own money, mm -hmm. and you're going to grow it. And that means that all the excess margin, all the prof excess profits from Peoria and Albuquerque and Philadelphia all go to you, Jack. But in franchising, that money actually stays in the community. Hmm. And, and that's a very powerful concept that I think is, is uniquely North American, and I think it's going to continue to grow. Excellent. What are some of your uh, thoughts and goals and objectives as the new chair of the IFA? <laughs> I, I will start that by saying the IFA as an organization has worked for the last three years to craft a vision for the future a set of executable uh, standards that we want to focus on. And the three words that we are very focused around are protect franchising, promote franchising, and enhance franchising. And that to me, those three letters, those uh, P, P, and E, those three letters to me are the focus of where IFA is going. We don't have sort of an idea of the year. So as the new chair, I'm not bringing in an idea that I want us to pivot towards. What I'm doing is, uh, as all good chair chair people should do, is harness the, the uh, resources of the organization and at the same time clear a path for the operators, uh, Matt and the team, to execute on the plan. And they're doing it, and they're doing it beautifully. Excellent. 
Charlie, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to chat with us today, and we will see you at an IFA event real soon. Thanks, Jack. Thanks to Charlie and Matt for spending some time with us today. Stay on top of the latest news from the IFA at Franchise.org. I'm Jack Munson, and this is Franchise Voice from the International Franchise Association.